music. No, I'll turn off the music in a second. I'm starting, right? Hello, everybody. We are live. My name's Stuart Brisgell, and I'm with my co-host, David Solomon. And today is Free Flow Fridays. And I'd like to tell everyone that we're running on our new OS, so we've got a whole lot more exciting things to do. Message us, like us, share us, and so we can get this word. We're now running live on about 30 streams and partners around the globe. You can catch us, uh, obviously not live on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and a number of other ones. Yes, I got shopping on my mind. And I got to tell you, we already have people watching us live. So thank you for tuning in. David is going to lead off today with the Free Flow Friday. What does that mean? That means David's got an idea that he hasn't revealed to me or anyone. And I've got an idea and I haven't revealed it to him either. But I'm sure both issues are going to be quite interesting. David- well, there are- yeah. You know what? On Fridays, I was hoping to try to do something a little bit lighter, something a little bit easier. You know, our world is full and mired with all kinds of garbage anyway. So I figured, eh, let's try to lighten it up a little bit. And yet when you look around, it's really hard to lighten it up. There's not much to to, to feel good about in a lot of cases. But here, folks, let me, let me give you uh, an idea about silliness at its best. And I'm going to take a page out of the sports world. Now, I'm going to give you quickly history that – when you talked about sports and teams, they used to recruit their players back many, many years ago before there was a draft, before there was anything. They used to recruit their players from the surrounding area. That was the easiest way. They didn't have the technology, the driving, the trains, the planes and automobiles, whatever it is to get around to find the players. And they used to bring in the players from their own area. And in hockey, there was a deal that was done where the French players from Quebec had first right to play for the Montreal Canadiens. Now that would be as if someone who was living in Miami would say, everybody in Florida has to play first with a Florida team. And if they don't do a deal there, they can go somewhere else. But the first crack would have to be for a Florida team. And that went on for decades. And if you think of the Montreal Canadiens, they were known as the flying Frenchmen. And, you know, as Stuart, when he lived here, you know, he would tell you names like Brice Richard, Jean Beliveau, Guy Lafleur, were the names that you heard in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. This is what we grew up with hearing. It's the aura of the Montreal Canadiens, the flying Frenchmen. They won Stanley Cups. They won the championships. They were the New York Yankees of hockey. They were unbelievable. But life changed, folks. In the early 1970s, there was something called the draft that kicked in. When the draft kicked in, it evened out the playing field. And now French Canadians started playing in other cities like (gasps) Buffalo, and other cities, and it got further along as we grew the game internationally, whether you look at basketball, soccer, hockey, baseball, the games changed, the dynamics and the demographics have changed. And lo and behold, the flying Frenchmen, the Montreal Canadiens, suddenly found themselves with very few Quebecers. We found it hilarious. A couple of weeks ago, shock of all shocks, Yes, folks, shock of all shocks. For the first time in a century, there wasn't a single Quebecer who could have played for the Montreal Canadiens. One went off on a personal issue and excused himself from the team about a month and a half ago. And this gentleman, Philippe Deneau, was injured, which meant there wasn't a single Quebecer on the ice. 
playing for the Montreal Canadiens. Now, you would think that this story has zero value in public. Wrong. Unfortunately, the government of Quebec, in its absolute wisdom, got involved and said that the Montreal Canadiens have to make it a priority to guarantee that there will be Quebecers playing on this hockey team. That it's an assault on the French language and culture by not having Quebecers on a hockey team. So my joke is always the same deal. You know, we've cured cancer. We've cured poverty and hunger. We've cured all kinds of wonderful things. But here we're talking about the necessity, the absolute necessity to have French-Canadian players not English Canadian, by the way. They don't count, by the way. It's only when they say Quebecers, they mean French Canadians. And yes, Aura, you're right. Purlen, as they used to call them here. These are the kinds of players that they want on the Montreal Canadiens. So we have a stupidity where the general manager has to be French Canadian. The coach has to be French Canadian. And now even the players, there has to be a fair representation of players. Folks, enough already. Like this political... Game is so silly. Okay, if you're going to want to win a championship, it's like when you build a business, do you care really about the culture and the language? Yeah. But does it make you a winning company? Not necessarily. And it's the same thing here. Do you want to win on the ice, on the playing field? Or do you care so much about language and culture you don't really care? And I cannot believe that the Quebec government in the middle of a COVID crisis and ever took the time in Parliament to debate this, because this is so critical. And we've seen this example, Stuart, in so many places where sports has invaded real life. And frankly, it's a load of malarkey. Guys, get over it. This is the entertainment field. This is not real life. Sports is not where we're going to, you know, solve a cultural language debate. Sports is meant for us to enjoy. Sports is meant for us to have to, to have a diversion. And frankly, it's been 28 years since I got to celebrate a championship in Montreal. And if all that matters are Quebecers on the team, I dread the idea that I'd have to go find another team to cheer for. Stuart. But that's what they want to do here. You know, Quebec has been an interesting uh, political uh, nut. and. Uh, you know, I personally uh, feel for you, David, not being able to get the uh, the break of the nonsense in Quebec with the COVID. And now you can't even watch a good game of hockey without getting politics involved. So on that note, David, I, I think that you are definitely, uh, you know, very underprivileged on not being able to watch good Canadian <laughs> hockey. And, and I just want to know, right, it stinks. <laughs> I, I just want everyone to know is that the, uh, you know, the current Stanley cup uh, total is, I believe the Montreal Canadians, 25 Toronto 24. Maple Leafs, 11, 24, 24 from Montreal, 24. 24 to 11. It doesn't make a difference, Stuart. No. Uh, we're, 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 we don't care anymore. <laughs> Let's just move on to your topic, please. Oh, I just wanted to get that my, silliness my, out of the way. My topic is uh, going to be a lot more interesting and true to form. Uh, I, you know, everyone knows that I come from the world of uh, finance, and I'm a financial advisor. So let me just play a few minutes 
of the uh, House Financial Services Committee meeting the other day. There are no hands in the air, and uh, the panel is made up of white men. Ah, now, this is do, do you hear this? Majority. You know, we've all sermonized to a certain extent. So, so we hear that all these people are white men. Now, I don't know about you, but in this country, it's the land of the free, home of the brave, and it doesn't matter the color of your skin. But I want to first talk about a guy by the name of Jamie Dimon, probably one of the most famous prolific bankers outside of the groups that were the name partners of J.P. Morgan or J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley. You know, all these names are iconic. I believe Jamie Dimon will be one of those iconic people of our time. Jamie Dimon is one of the most altruistic people. He's a, he's a, a son of an immigrant family from Greece that worked his way up to being a billionaire, you know? The next is this Congressman Al Green. Now, you may remember Al Green. He's famous for wanting to impeach everyone under the sun. And this uh, gentleman seems to like to think as a lawyer that let me threaten impeachment on anyone and that'll scare them into doing what I want. This is one of the most dangerous people in all of politics. And he is one of the most racist guys in all politics. His platform is about reparations, right? How white people should pay reparations to black people. But what people don't understand is what does Jamie Diamond have to do with Al Green? Does Al Green asking JP Morgan or is he asking, you know, Jamie Diamond? So once upon a time, about 150 years ago, there was a small bank called Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank uh, was bought by uh, J.P. Morgan, I don't know, a, a billion years ago as an asset. And the owners of Citizen Bank were paid a large sum of money to be part of this now prolific company called J.P. Morgan. And this clown, member of Congress, voted in in Texas, of all people, thinks that J.P. Morgan should pay reparations because they traded and loaned money with slaves. Now, I don't... Slave owners. You mean slave owners? Slave, no, slaves. Actual slaves. If, ah. you had, if you had a plantation, you could borrow money and leverage your slaves, right? Ah. And, and, and believe it or not, I mean, this actually went on in Citizens Bank was actually, you know, really guilty in doing this because they actually owned slaves because some plantation owners failed to pay their bills. Now, I don't believe in the modern era we have any slave labor, uh, but there is actually slave labor even today, which is uh, something which is crazy. It's called slavery in the 21st century. I, I strongly suggest you look at it. There are companies that are listed that are just going to blow your mind about slavery, which also ties into our immigration crisis. But I don't want to go all over the place. I want to go that Al Green is worth about $5 million. And he is the son or grandchild or great-great-grandchild of a slave in the United States. And he wants to jawbone, literally jawbone, while he's in front of the committee 
for money. You know, let's get together, Jamie Dimon, in our office, and let's talk about how your bank is going to pay reparations. Now, J.P. Morgan is a publicly traded company. It's owned by blacks, whites, Chinese, Japanese, Indians. It's a multinational corporation. But this clown, and I'm calling him a clown, is extorting. Now, I'm using the word extorting. But really, in the world of finance, in the world of business, outside of you and I, it's called jawboning. And I strongly suggest you look up this word because it is one of the most incredible, credible meanings, right? I'm going to read it. Jawbone. Attempt to persuade or pressure by force of one's position of authority. So this clown is threatening the CEO of one of the largest banks in history. Shame on you, Al Green, because I would like to know of your $4.5 million as your net worth, claiming that you're the son of a slave, is exactly the definition of the American dream. And that you are so guilty, it is ridiculous. And I hope you retract your position. Because you know what? United States does have a racist path. Your famous alma mater, Yale University, they were the U.S. presidency used slaves, the White House used slaves, the Capitol. You know what? The banking industry wasn't innocent. The whiskey industry isn't innocent. You know what? Where does it stop? Brooks Brothers, where do you stop your lynch mob? AOC, right? Al Green, the squad. These are a bunch of extortionists that are in power and need to be repealed. You know, Jeff Jeff Simon, yes, collateral. Jeff, when a company needed to borrow money, the slaves had a value and they were property. And so therefore they were leveraged and they were a very valuable property. Correct. And you were able then to lose them to the bank. What did the bank do with them? They sold them. Hence, the Citizens Bank, a bank that no longer exists, that it's a component of everything, is now a publicly traded company. And me as a shareholder have no reason to be a part of this Citizen Bank. So I think you need to find the owners of Citizen Bank and their ancestors, see if they have any money left, and go after them, Mr. Al Green. And Mr. Al Green, shame on you for using your political power and to threaten one of the largest banks in America. You're Joe better than anyone else like an AOC. You're full of shit. And I hope you get caught and get silver bracelets from the office in which you stand because you are the people that are causing our country divisiveness, damage, and ill repair. Shame on you. David, that's my rant. Stuart, I, I applaud you. That's that's amazing. And and frankly, didn't hear too much about this guy. But I'm going to take your step, you know, comment a step further. You know, I'm getting sick and tired of being told, you know, guys, why do you keep bringing up history? When a Jewish person argues about, you know, their life being threatened and we bring up the Holocaust, we're told, oh, enough already. Stop talking about the Holocaust. Why do you keep using that as an excuse? Well, I'm going to say the same question here. At what point do we stop talking about this? this whole business about slavery. This is not like what happened in the 18th century and the 19th century was reprehensible. Yes. And that Abraham Lincoln eliminated the notion of slaves. Congratulations. And folks, enough already. I get it. I get it. It was wrong. B 
beyond wrong. But when are you going to take off the George Washington monuments? And when are you going to stop? You're going to have to change every street in the United States called Washington because he was a slave owner. Okay. At what point do we put a line in the sand and say it is time to move on and we get away from this? If Al Green is interested in getting reelected, which is what every politician wants to do, you know, using this slavery thing, good for you, man. But you're gonna you're 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 keeping don't dummy down your constituents to, to know, believe. He's not only dumbing down the constituents, he's dumbing down every black American that lives yeah. in this country. Like, like, a, like a Hussein Barack Obama who became president, like this Al Green. These people became multi-millionaires. And you know, they, what? And you know what, Bal, you're right. They bring hate. They remind people of hate. You know what? I want to remind people that I got accused of being white privileged. You know what? My friends, my I got to tell you, my family came from Europe to this country with nothing. And you want to know something? They made themselves. And right. you know what? Every single self-respected black American, like an Italian, like an Irishman, like a Jew, came from a place that wasn't any better than their situation here and had to fight, crawl, and get above the fray. And you know what, Al Green? You're an example of what a successful person will do. Get an education. There is no limit on what education you can get. And you know what? I got to tell you, it is disgusting. It is a duplicit act. And they should impeach Al Green. And for all of you in Texas that are listening, you should write to impeach Al Green. You're disgusting. You know what? It's crazy because it, it and, and it's being brought up here that U.S. presidential candidates were actually asked about reparations. Yeah. The media, the media keeps bringing it up. The media keeps using it as a pawn to 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 further the hate. It's to further the cause. And politicians are running with it on both sides of the aisle to try to further their point. And you know something? I'm telling you, enough is enough. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the uh the time in our in our quarter hour here and uh yeah we love it free flown friday it's a slightly different mo- it's i'm trying to get the words out uh but we're gonna be back here monday at noon and folks stay tuned to facebook stay tuned to twitter stay tuned to all these channels to hear what we're gonna be talking about on monday but guys so gonna- very important you gotta share you gotta message you gotta like and you gotta love you know what? We are unfiltered. We have no political bias in these conversations. We try and bring it to a common sense, down-to-earth fashion. We are now streaming on, I got to say, what, 30 different channels. Yep. Uh, yes, we are on Monday, just Simon. Well, we will guys, be on. We, don't, we broadcast, for the most part, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you're going to start to see, even if it's a holiday, it may not be a live broadcast from Stuart and David, but there will be a broadcast going forward. We look forward to seeing you all on Monday. Check out Facebook and Twitter and to watch out for our uh, topic on Monday. We wish you all a wonderful weekend. Stay well, stay safe.